Amen. Awesome, awesome. Uh, the past few weeks, we have been talking about joy. Uh, Pastor Randy started uh, a series a couple of weeks ago, and we've really been learning how to receive joy, how to find joy, the value of joy, the purpose of joy. And, uh, and I'm excited today because we're really going to not just talk about joy, but we're going to specifically talk about how we can give joy. Say give. Give. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about this. I want to read a story today uh, out of 2 Kings chapter 7, verse uh, 3 through 4. Um, and this is a story about these four men with leprosy. It says this in verse 3. Now there were four men with leprosy sitting at the entrance of the city gates. Why should we sit here waiting to die, they asked each other. We'll starve if we stay here. But with the famine in the city, we'll starve if we go back there. So we might as well go out and surrender to the Aramean army. If they let us live so much the better, but if they kill us, we would have died anyway. When the men with leprosy arrived at the edge of camp, they went into one tent after another tent, eating and drinking wine. Uh, if you've been a part of this series, you would know that there was significance to the wine drinking and finding joy. But again, that's what Pastor Randy preached. I didn't preach that. I'm not condoning that. But I'm just saying that was a part of how they experienced some joy. And so just to give you just kind of a rundown before I even read the rest of this, these are these four men with leprosy. These guys are like, at, they, they, they have really, they, they have a death sentence written all over them. They find themselves in this place of desperation. Uh, they, they're, they're hungry. They, they need some food. Um, either we go back to, to our town if they let us back in, but there's a famine there, so there's no food anyway. So if we go back there, we're dead. If we stay here, we're dead. Let's go to the camp of our enemies. Maybe they'll let us live, but if they kill us, hey, we were going to die anyways. Uh, so they actually head on towards this camp. Thank you so much, Jeremy. They actually head on towards this camp. And as they're moving towards the camp, uh, these four men with leprosy, somehow, some way, God miraculously gets involved in this situation. Uh, as these guys are getting near this camp of their enemy, God makes these four men sound like an army. The, the, the enemy's camp, they're like, do you guys hear that off in the distance? It sounds like chariots. It sounds like an army. They're heading our way. We are done. Uh, what God did was so significant. It freaked out the enemy's camp so bad that they ran for their lives, leaving all of their stuff behind. They left all of their food. They left all of their wine. They left all of their gold. They left all of their, they left everything and went running. When the four lepers, they walk up to the edge of camp, they go into one tent after another, eating and drinking wine, and they carried off silver and gold clothing, and they hid it. Finally, they said to each other, this is not right. This is a day of good news, and we aren't sharing it with anyone. If we wait until morning, some calamity will certainly fall upon us. Come on, let's go back and tell the people at the palace. Uh, years ago, years ago, I was at a restaurant, and um, I was leaving the restaurant, and I was, you know, heading back to the car, and I see this man uh, sitting in the parking lot. Uh, he's, he's sitting on that little cement block that's in front of each space that you hit because you get too close to. Um, he's sitting on that, and I'm walking past him, and, and I can tell this guy has had a little bit too much wine uh, on this specific day, and he's kind of, you know, yelling at people, kind of being, being annoying. So I walk around the dude, and as I walk past him, I had this thought that came to mind, and, and I, I, would, I would say this was God speaking to me, hey, invite him to church. Invite him to church. And I'm like, no, 
I don't want to. I'm, I'm busy. I'm, I'm on a date right now. I got to go. And my wife's like, I don't remember this story. Well, this was before your time. So that's for my wife. This Before her time. This is BC, not before Christ, before Sharissa. This is BC moment. And so we're, we're going, and uh, my wife is here, so I'll, I'll, I'll get payback for that one later. And so I walk past them, and I keep going, and uh, that thought comes, invite them to church. Invite them to church. And, and I couldn't really brush this off. They're, they're, t- when God's ready to get a hold of you, he knows how to get a hold of you. Uh, and, and it's in those moments, you, you better listen. And so I realize, hey, I, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go invite this guy to church. So I walk over to the guy. I'm like, hey, my name's Andrew. I, I just want to invite you to my church. I pull out an invite card, and I hand it to him. And he, he looks really upset. And I'm thinking, like, wow, God, you missed it. And he looks really upset. And he looks at me, and it's almost like he sobers up. Who sent you here? I'm like, oh, calm down, man. Who sent you here? He says, I'm like, I just was just wanted to invite you to my church. And he looked at me, and he continued to look at me and said, did my family send you here? I'm like, did your family send you here? Like, no, I don't, I don't know your family. Like, he goes, did, did, did my mom tell you to bring this to me? I said, no, I'm just, I just felt like I needed to invite you. He looked at me, and I can tell that something was happening in, in him. He says, my family has been begging me to come to this church for years, and I keep telling them no. And I, and I looked at him, and I, I, you can feel when God shows up somewhere. And in that moment, this guy knew that God was on his tail. He knew that this was not some accidental moment. He was so moved by this moment that before he got into his taxi, This guy gave his life to Jesus Christ and made a decision in a parking lot that if God, if I'm this big of a deal to God, I'm going to surrender my life to him today. You know, I had no idea in that moment when I walked past him that my response would be the answer to someone else's prayer. I had no idea as I, as I was struggling with the decision on do I do it, do I not, I had no idea there were parents that were probably praying that as my son is at a bar right now, that maybe, maybe God can steal. I had no idea. I didn't connect the dots. When I think about these four men with leprosy, I, I, I see the same exact thing take place. These men had no idea that this decision to take the joy back to the palace, to the people in famine, would be a decision that would make history. They had no idea. They had no idea that just hours before this moment, there was a word released to people that by this time tomorrow, everything is going to change. I want to read just two verses of something that takes place hours before these guys accumulate all of this great things. This is back at home there where the palace is. It says this, Elisha replied. He's talking to a group of people. Again, they're dealing in this time of famine. There's no food. They're hungry. It is like really, really bad. It's, it's worse than, than no toilet paper on the aisles. It's worse than that. I'm telling you, it is bad. And, and so, so it says this in verse 7, Elisha replied, listen to this message from the Lord. 
This is what the Lord says. And Elisha, again, talking to a group of people, by this time tomorrow in the markets of Samaria, six quarts of choice flour will cost only one piece of silver, and 12 quarts of barley grain will cost only one piece of silver. The officer assisting the king said to the man of God, this couldn't even happen if the Lord opened up the windows of heaven. But Elisha replied, you will see it happen with your own eyes, but you won't be able to eat any of it. Elisha is looking at some people, and he's telling them, guys, I know it's bad. I know we're struggling. I know it looks like there's no hope. I know it looks like we're not going to have a Christmas. I know it looks like nothing's going to happen. But by this time tomorrow, our lives will be forever changed. Can I tell you who was not in the room during this conversation? Those four lepers. Those four lepers were not in that conversation knowing that there were people believing that everything can change by tomorrow. If you have leprosy, you're not even permitted to be amongst the people. You're in your own community outside of town. These guys were not in the room. As they're standing there, these four lepers with all of this food, all of this wine, all of this gold, all of this clothes, as they're standing there in the presence of all of that, they had no idea that they had the answer that people were believing for. They had no idea that they had just ran and stepped into a plan that God had from the beginning. They had no idea. When I think about my life, and I think about the times I'm not generous with my life, I think one of the reasons is because I don't connect the dots. I don't see that my generosity or my giving is actually meeting a need. I, I, I get on a church app and I give on a church app, but I didn't connect the dots that there's a dad in the Philippines right now with his kids telling them by this time tomorrow everything can change. I don't connect the dots. I think a lot of times we don't give, we don't participate, we call it a gimmick because we don't connect the dots. I, I wish I could tell you that giving was a gimmick, but it's not a gimmick to the kids that are going to be crying. You tell me that their tears when they open up Christmas gifts are a gimmick. Tell me that and then we could have a conversation, but it's not. Generosity is changing the lives of people. These four lepers had no idea that the move they were about to make was going to complete somebody else's puzzle in their life. They had no idea. You know, when we give, in case you didn't know, this is a message on generosity. When we give, in case you didn't know, we are taking up an offering for people at the end of the service. In case you didn't know, when we give, we are meeting a need that could not have been met any other way. I know we think, hey, someone else will do it. No, what if you were the vessel God desired to use from the beginning? Before these four lepers started walking, God already knew how he would use them. Maybe you're out there today and you're like, I don't think God would ever use me. If God would use four lepers, four outcasts to, to bring forth his word, I'm telling you, God will absolutely use you this season to make a difference in somebody else's life. When I find myself not jumping at opportunities uh, to be generous, honestly, I'm just not connecting the dots that I could be the answer to someone else's problem. I think another reason, again, I'm talking to myself when I find myself struggling to jump at opportunities to be generous, I have this thought. I have this thought. I'm going to be real honest with you. I have this thought. Well, I, I've accumulated this myself. Like, this is my hard work and hard doing. This is mine, and I'm entitled to this. And by no means do I want to look at this camera or in this room and say that you're not working hard because I believe with all of my heart that you have studied, you have worked, you have, you have done everything in your power to accumulate what you have in your life today. You've worked hard. 
But I'm here to tell you, if it wasn't for the power of God, you wouldn't have a penny in your bank account. If it wasn't for God's intervention in your life or in you, your business, you would have nothing to talk about. These four lepers could have stepped in that camp thinking, wow, look at what we have done. But the four lepers had no idea that they were just four lepers that the power of God get in the, got in the mix with. Those four lepers had no idea that God caused them to sound like a mighty army in chariots. I know that we think we are big and bad, but we're four lepers that have the power of God on our life. You wouldn't have a penny if it wasn't for the power of God involved in your life. It would have been easy for them to look at each other. Look what we did. High five, guys. We scared them away. Look at what we've done. When the only reason why they were standing there in the middle of these miracles was all because of what God did through them. God is more involved in your life than you know. What you have today is a byproduct of God's goodness in your life. I don't know if the four lepers knew that, but apparently they made the right decision. What we do in these moments is absolutely powerful. How we respond in these moments is essential. And I'm going to have someone, because this is a really short message, so y'all can come help me close. Jeremy, I shouldn't have kicked you off, man. I sent him home too early. He's going to come back. Is this helping anybody today? I hope that we're, 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 we're getting the right perspective. We are the answer to somebody. God wants to use you and your family to make a difference in the life of somebody. You know, I, I think in all honesty, until we get to heaven, we probably won't have any idea what our giving really did. Um, because God can do so much with what we do. It, it would blow your mind. And, um, you know, I, I uh, recently, you know, I was, I was talking with my kids, and we, we have, like, these deep conversations until my wife's like, they're only three, you know, they're only three. They don't understand all that stuff, you know. We start talking Bible stories and, and all of these different things. But I'm challenging my kids because, um, you know, as a kid, and even as an adult, you want everything for yourself, you want everything for yourself. Like, that's, that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. And, and I'm, I'm trying to teach my kids to not live with such a tight fist, to, to be generous. Let's, let's, let's give this away. Like, you have all these toys. There's someone up the street that does not. Can we go take them? To, can we be generous? I remind them all the time, listen, I know you're only three, but one day you will be 93. You don't live forever, girl. You better do something with your life. I think that these lepers had a unique perspective that sometimes many of us forget about. You know, if I'm a leper, the one thing I'm probably thinking about more than anything is that my life on, and life on earth is not forever, that there is a timeline on my life. You know, the other day, actually this was not the other day, this was, this was at the beginning of the year, um, I went to a birthday party. I was at Chuck E. Cheese, one of the greatest places in Fresno. And, um, and typically we go to Chuck E. Cheese for, these ki for kid parties, you know, but when the dads get there, it turns into like a dad party. We don't even know where the kids are. And it's so fun because all the games are like really little. So like the basketball game, I'm just like dropping the ball right over the gate, just nailing them, racking up tickets, racking up tickets. I haven't brought some tickets with me today because uh, just to use in this example. So I'm racking up tickets on this specific day. Uh, me and, and my good friend Lance, he's over there. You know, we're in our 30s, but we're acting like we're five. We're pushing kids out of the way. We're throwing Nerf ball footballs through those circles. We're, we're, we're just racking up tickets. I'm racking up tickets. And, 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 and the wives and the kids, they're ready to go. They're ready to leave. They're out the door. And, and I remember being there on this one specific day, and I'm racking up all of these tickets. And, uh, 
all the mature people were already heading to the parking lot. So I'm like, I got to go, man. I got the keys to the car. So I'm getting ready to run. And then I realize all these tickets that I've accumulated here at Chuck E. Cheese, these tickets are no good where I'm going. So I, I ran back in there, and I seen this little kid. I could tell he just got there. I'm like, hey, man, either he was just horrible at games or he just got there because he only had, like, two tickets. So I'm like, hey, I, you can have these. And, I, and so I, I gave him the tickets. He was so happy. You know what made it easy for me to take those tickets and give it to this kid? Is I, I had the understanding that Chuck E. Cheese was not my home. I had the understanding that the moment I step out of this door, all the tickets that I received in Chuck, I can't take them with me. It's no good where I'm going. And I, I'm just here to remind someone today that has made earth your home. Earth is not your home. You are here on a temporary stay, and everything that you accumulate, it's not going with you. So you might as well understand that the reason why God has blessed you, the reason why God has increased you, Yes, to enjoy while you're at Chuck E. Cheese, absolutely. But I pray that you remember that your time on earth is not forever, that this is not the home for you and your family. So don't grab those tickets and run out the door. I believe God can do something in the lives of those that will remain when you are gone. These guys had a different kind of perspective. Our life is not forever here. So while we're here, Let's live to make a difference. I know for many of us in this place today, um, and if you, and maybe this is your first time, you had no idea today we were taking up a special offering for people in the Philippines, for people within the House of Celebration Church, and for creating a space in this building for our next-gen students, our kids and our teenagers. I know you had no idea we were creating spaces to give towards, but I want to tell you something, that you're giving is going to be the answer to somebody's prayer. Your giving is going to make an impact like never before. These guys had enough sense in this moment. We can wait till tomorrow, but we shouldn't. I think a lot of times we think, well, we'll just wait. We'll do it next week. We'll do it, we'll do it later. These guys understood. This is the moment for us to respond. Today is the day for us to respond. And again, I know many of you are giving from a place of even where you feel like, man, I got nothing to give. It's not, it really has nothing to do with your amount. God can do so much with a heart of generosity. When your heart is engaged with what you're giving, God can do so much with that. Again, this is not a gimmick. This is an opportunity to make a difference in the lives of so many people. Wherever you're at today, I want you to know that you have permission to participate in this portion of service. It just seems very real, real, real common, nothing spectacular about this moment, but what God is able to do in this moment, I'm telling you, will blow your minds. And I wanna remind someone today, because I know that there are people that have been faithful to be people of generosity, people that are generous with what they have, the Bible makes it very clear that the life of the generous person gets larger and larger. Do not think for a moment that your sacrifice, that your generosity has just been devalued by God. Your life is going to get larger and larger and larger. When God says something, he means it. 
You may not have a job right now. Remain generous because God will blow your mind. You may be in absolute need right now. Remain generous because God will blow your mind. This is not an Andrew idea. This is not a Pastor Randy idea. This is a God idea. The life of the generous is going to increase. Your business is going to increase. Remain generous. God will blow your mind. You are making plans for your what you've accumulated to make impact just in the lives of your children and their grandchildren. But I'm telling you, when God is finished, it will make impact for generations down the line that never even met you. God will blow your mind. How we respond in this moment is everything. Celebration, let's be the answer to people in our community. Let's be the answer to people in the Philippines. Let's be the answer to teenagers that do not know Jesus right now that will come to a place to hear a message that will change their lives forever. As many of us prepare to give specifically to Heart for the House, on the app, you'll see it. It'll say Heart for the House. You can give towards any one of these initiatives. If you don't pick an initiative, it's going to go to the Next Gen Initiative, which is for our kids and our teenagers, our space within this building. You know, I'm grateful that there were some adults that invested in me when I was 18, year, 18 years old selling drugs. Very grateful, because 11 years later, I'm on a stage talking to those same adults about Jesus Christ. If you don't believe that the message of Jesus works, I'm telling you, it's the only thing on this planet that works. This is your moment. I want to encourage also, I feel this too in my spirit, I want to encourage some young people out there, you think, well, I don't even have a job. Well, you have two bucks in your pocket. Do not belittle what God can do with your seed. You are preparing something. You can start something today that will change the course of your life. We get, we get so fixated on an amount, and an amount is awesome, but it's really the amount of your heart that you're giving in that moment. And if it's a big deal to you, it is a big deal to God. Let's make an impact like never before. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to transition. We're going to transition now. But I'm going to pray over our giving today, specifically for this special offering. God, today we just thank you, first and foremost, for your goodness in our life, for all the good that you've done with us. God, we say thank you. We say thank you. God, we say thank you for doing so much in our world, in our lives. God, today, I pray for every single person that is going to be giving in this offering. God, we know that heaven's eyes are on this holy moment. And God, I just pray that as we go forth and as we bring our best to you, God, that you would work miracles in the lives of so many people that are receiving this. But not only in those that are receiving this. God, I pray that you would work miracles. God, that you would work miracles in the lives of people that are participating. We just declare by faith that increase is coming. We declare by faith that generational curses are being broken. We declare by faith that they will walk in abundance of more than enough. God, I just pray right now for businesses that are struggling. God, we just declare open windows of heaven over those businesses. 
Open windows, open windows, open windows. We believe open windows over this ministry to do more than we ever imagined we can do. We declare open windows, open windows, open windows. I speak to every, every, every single devil that has tried to hinder people from participating. We speak to the spirit of fear, and we say, fear, you have no hold in our life anymore. We are not afraid of lack because our God is a God of more than enough. Spirit of fear, we command you to go. We command you to go. We command you to go. There's a lot of people that don't want to participate in giving something because they feel like they're losing something. Fear says you're losing something. God says this is actually your way out. Overcome that spirit, resist that spirit, and it will leave. Watch what God can do in your life. You don't have to be marked by this. So many times we are limited by, these, by, by the spirit of fear. It says this is as much as you can do. This is as far as you can go. It's a spirit of fear, and you shut that thing up by responding the opposite way and watch God do something significant. God, I just pray again that you would uh, do a blessing in the lives of every person participating again today. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.